0: Hey guys, what's up? So this video is gonna be a little bit different than what I've done in the past, and uh, to be honest with you, I just I uh, haven't really haven't really uh, gotten that motivation or desire or idea uh, for a video tonight. But one of the things that did bother me is that uh, I was recently looking up a, a restaurant that I don't normally go to, and um, it's this restaurant Longhorn Steakhouse. They have one in my in my hometown, and like apparently there's like multiple locations. I think all throughout the United States, it's a relatively popular. Uh, restaurant considered not really upscale, but um, ca- I guess kind of middle of the road as far as price and service and stuff like that. Um, but one of the things that struck me uh, that in this digital world that we live in nowadays, like I find it so extremely frustrating when I read reviews um, in in regards to like certain companies, right? So I was looking for this uh this location and it pulled up on google maps and i just happened to see the google reviews and i don't normally give any sort of thought to these reviews but i'm sure a lot of people out there do but one of the reviews kind of stuck out to me and it kind of uh, to me it identifies the problem that we have whenever you just allow the masses to kind of you know say whatever they want about a restaurant or a person or whatever and I don't know. I, I, I honestly think it's uh, it's changed not only the politics landscape in the United States, maybe even worldwide. I mean, we've seen Twitter ignite revolutions and, you know, and countries, you know, like the people revolt against their governments and that might be good. It might be bad. I don't know. Sometimes sometimes it doesn't seem all that great. Um, other times it does. But uh, my whole point is that, like, we allow so much power to be given to individuals to give their opinion And it's almost like a jerk move for me to say, but it's almost like I feel like saying, you know what, Mm, maybe your opinion just isn't that good, you know, or maybe you don't really have the right to even, you know, state your opinion in front and and just, you know, publicly bash somebody. Um, And it's, I don't know, it it happens all the time, to be honest with it, even happens like with my videos, like somebody might disagree with me or maybe I say something wrong and they... You know, they might bash me or try to attack me personally. I don't get that a whole lot. It's mostly you know supportive people and people are generally uh, nice to deal with. But uh, there's just certain people that you're never going to please, right? And with online reviews, it, it, the, the, it seems like the people that stand out the most are the ones that write the negative stuff. So here's the review that I saw on Google Maps. And Google Maps is like the you know most popular map app right now. So everybody sees it and you have... Uh, Google's pushing their, their whole Google places. Um, and, and, like, I, I had a, I have a business in Fredericksburg, and, um, I mean, I have Google. Like, they were calling me all the time trying to get me to register my business with them and stuff like that. So they're, just, they're spending a lot of money trying to make sure that they have all the, you know, up-to-date business data. And they probably have some of the most up-to-date data, um, even over top of other sites that claim to have that, that information. I would say Google still has a jump on them. So, you know, they, they list these these businesses, they put them on Google Maps, and then they link in, you know, these reviews, right, to these, you know, typically anonymous uh, users. I mean, some of them are, 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 I guess, you know, using their real names and stuff like that, but you can easily set up a Gmail account, uh, you know, much easier than you could probably set up a fake Facebook account. I, I guess you could do both of them, but um, it just seems like, you know, for me, like I have several Gmail accounts for different reasons and different companies and stuff like that, and um, you know, they probably have no idea that I'm the same person if I'm using, you know, multiple different accounts or whatever. But anyway, listen to this review. It says, um, way too much seasoning on my steak. Overwhelming. Their fix was to send me a completely unseasoned filet, no salt or pepper. Yuck. Manager came by to make sure I knew I was the only one who thinks they over Never entertained the notion that maybe my steak just had too much season. I guess I got my punishment. Um, so to me, like the review is terrible because if you go to a restaurant in the United States, like there is salt and pepper on every single desk or table of every restaurant that I've ever seen in the United States. It's like, why are you complaining about an unseasoned whatever you got? I mean, because apparently the seasoning was too much to begin with. So they gave you something that basically said, here, you season the goddamn thing. So, you know, we obviously don't know how to do it right and then she complains about that and it's like and then you have the audacity to give the restaurant one star for that it's like you had one bad experience and your bad experience is probably borderline on you and and then you give a company one star and i and a one star rating is going to just absolute i mean you have if you have a one star or a five star like there's no differentiation there's no mean here or anything like that they're not they're not Finding some sort of correlation that they're straight up giving you the average of what, you know, crazy people that review stuff and then you got, you know, reasonable people and then you got people that are probably thrilled to death. But for the most part, from what I've seen with online reviews, is you have the people that are upset that typically, you know, lash out the most and really bash companies. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever done that in my life and I, I really don't recall ever publicly bashing a company. Um, which I'm not saying that, that companies don't deserve to be bashed because I'm sure that they do. But, you know, this type of review to me, like I almost feel like, you know, it's it, like I said, it's a mean thing to say, but it's like, do you really think your opinion matters that much? And Google shouldn't think that their opinion matters that much. And anybody that wants to actually go to this restaurant probably shouldn't think that that, that opinion matters very much. But the problem is, is that we're seeing that You know, these types of things are so important for any sort of establishment. And to have reliable reviews is next to impossible. So, and one of the main reasons for that is because people are kind of crazy on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, uh, another example is that uh, Politico.com, they are a top website in the United States, right? And um, they talk about politics. And, And it used to be a blog, but then it got... Bought by like a real company. I'm, I'm. I don't have the name of the company off the top of my head. I, I should look that up. So Politico was the number one political tabloid slash magazine, you know, website in the United States for quite some time, and they just recently got surpassed um, by another company that um, is called The Hill. And The Hill is like, honestly, it doesn't look as pretty as uh as Politico, but. They've just recently announced that they, they switched over, uh, or they became you know, the largest political online website by far. Um, so they exceeded Politico by something like over 2 million monthly visitors. And that just happened in the month of December. And a lot of people were speculating online, the reason because um, you know, they said, well, The Hill uses the discuss uh, comment system. And the discuss comment system, if you've ever seen it, it's actually written on a Django stack, and they use it on all kinds of different websites. In fact, they used to use it – it seemed like every website was using it, and then we've seen websites kind of pull away from it. Politico was using it for a time, and then they changed over to Facebook commenting. And the problem with Facebook commenting is that people – you know they don't speak as freely on a Facebook comment as they would on something like Discuss because it's attached to their real name, which you can find, you know, where they work and you know who their family is and their hometown and all that stuff. People like to remain anonymous on the web, uh, especially when they're trying to, you know, spout off, you know, political facts or you know, racist remarks and all this other stuff that that people sometimes do. Some people just enjoy being trolls, and that's just the way of the world. My point is that. How much credence could we allow, you know, these anonymous users uh, to be able to influence whether or not a business succeeds or not? Like, I mean, we've seen all kinds of issues with companies being publicly bashed and, you know, where they retaliate and try to sue. Um, For instance, um, somebody actually wrote a bad review on Yelp and it just recently went up to the Supreme Court in the United States because, a company had tried to sue this lady for damages and she had to end up uh, fighting a lawsuit in order to get out of like something like um, it was a ridiculous amount of fees and I'll have to cite the actual article here so there's actually been multiple cases i mean another case that comes to mind with yelp in particular is that a company named hadid which does like carpet cleaning around the dc metro area if you've ever watched uh, dc sports like they're on a lot of the Uh, smaller commercials you hear them on the radio a lot and stuff like that but they do like carpet cleaning and things Um, they were apparently trying to sue yelp to get anonymous users identification so that they could actually i'm assuming uh, sue them for defamation or whatever because of bad reviews and stuff like that so um, yelp ended up winning that in the supreme court i believe uh, in april of last year so um, basically, what was required is that the Supreme Court basically said it's not a federal thing; it's a state thing. And Yelp is based out of California, so they're going to have to sue through the state of California. This, you know, this company out of D.C. would have to sue in the state of California in order to get the identities from Yelp. Um, and Yelp considered that to be, um, you know, welcome news to them because it makes it much more difficult for their users to be exploited. Uh, but we have seen individual users on Yelp actually get sued by companies. And um, you know, found to be liable for certain damages in order, uh, because of of defamation, um, and 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 something like this, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure what you would classify that. I mean, that's just like, to me, that it sounds like somebody who's just not happy with anything. And maybe on that particular day, I mean, they were so unhappy about this that they had to go home and write a review and give one star about it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that that would ruin my day enough to actually do that, but. Uh, that that's just me. Now, we have found ways of being able to revolutionize rating systems. Uh, I think one company that comes to mind that has done it right is Rotten Tomatoes. And um, Rotten Tomatoes was founded by like one guy and his sister, I believe, back in the '90s. Ended up being sold probably for not very much money, and then I know at one point Warner Brothers or CBS or somebody on the site. Now it's worth obviously millions of dollars. It's more popular than it's ever been, but um, the interesting thing that these guys did is they basically s- they separated, you know, the the standard, you know, sh- uh, flock of people that weren't considered to be real critics that write for a real tabloid or a real newspaper, and then they also had a separate category where you have you know, you know these these people that are qualified um, as real critics that write for the Washington Post or whatever it may be. And you know, they separated it out into two reviews. And to me, when I'm looking at a movie, if I see a movie that's loved by the critics and, and like hated by the audience, or maybe even 50 percent of the audience, that's usually red flags for me, because I typically side um, with the audience to an extent, um, but like it's rare that the audience loved a movie, that the critics hated that. Like I absolutely loved. I think you know there's a few occurrences of that, but I'm kind of like right in between. So they have a good system where I, I don't just look at their, their critic rating. I also look at the average review rating. And once again with movies, I mean people's reviews are all over the place. It's absolutely ridiculous. But at least with Rotten Tomatoes, there's so many reviews that you get a pretty good aggregate of what uh, of what these review you know what, what this thing should be rated on Google. The Google Maps that we just saw, there was like 32 reviews for a website that's, or not a website, but a restaurant that's typically packed every Friday and Saturday night. It seems like 32 people, with probably half of those people, you know, being completely disgusted with their meal for whatever reason, because it happens in the the restaurant industry all the time. Um, I just don't understand how you get an accurate enough review to actually portray that to the public. And how that's in the best interest of, you know, the, the, the people that are trying to conduct their business and things, um, you know, through the web. So I think in the future, we need to find a better way of reviewing products. Um, there's so much fraud in review. It's, it's unbelievable. You have um, Amazon recently sued some, some guy that had a company in California that his entire company was around writing fake Amazon reviews. So he said, Hey, you pay us a certain amount of money. We'll write all these fake reviews on Amazon so that it looks like your product is great when it may be terrible. And people were doing that and they were finding they needed to do that because, you know, they had their competition paying other people to give them bad reviews, you know? So like it, it's, um, there's all kinds of black hat, hat tactics um, to try to attack other, other websites, um, sometimes they, I mean, there, there's been this thing called, um, I can't think of the word for it, but essentially if you have a website and you're trying to get it off the ground, say I have like a rotten tomatoes type of website, and I'm trying to get it off the ground. And I got some other jerk who has another movies website and he doesn't like me, but he pays some black hat, hat, uh, hackers, you know, probably a couple hundred bucks to send me, you know, 300 crappy websites that are like blacklisted on Google's list as spammy websites to link to my website and just because those spammy sites link to my site, it devastates my search rankings and my web page. you see that kind of that trickery and that nonsense going on with the internet and it's been going on for sh- ever since the internet was around really and and we do see that to an extent with uh, with things like Amazon reviews and Amazon ended up suing this company and he ended up they ended up winning. Um, And the company was put out of business. And now Amazon won't even let you review a product unless you actually bought it and they have a record of you buying it. So that's probably a good thing. And at least with Amazon, once again, you have relatively decent reviews because there's so many people using it. But when people like what I've seen with Yelp, Yelp doesn't have nearly enough users rating a restaurant in order order for us to get an accurate portrayal of whether or not this restaurant is, is good or not. Um, and I think that's a huge problem. And, and really, I think it's been Yelp's downfall as far as I know. I mean, Yelp isn't this go-to site. I don't consider Yelp a trusted site like I do Rotten Tomatoes. I don't even think they're even close to being in the same ballpark. Um, but Yelp is like the closest thing we have to a restaurant-type system that I know of. So from a programmer perspective if you guys are able to come up with an algorithm there's a lot of money in algorithms there's a lot of money in data scraping still there's a lot of money in finding resi- reliable results in big data and this is kind of like the big data discussion where like you know how can you write a program that can learn from you know what we basically the, the you know the garbage that we see on the web and how can we you know we wade through that garbage to find accurate results and um, I think a lot of that's going to come down to, to big data uh, in 2016, and hopefully we start to see some some real re- real results there because um, it, you know it's just terrible what we're seeing. I think with uh, with online reviews. All right, guys. Um, so once again, this is kind of like an off the wall, off the, off topic uh, video that I just felt like uh, discussing with you guys, and didn't even really think about it. That one review was enough to make me be like, hey, you know what? I wish I could build something that could fix this problem, but I just I, I don't have the answer, but maybe one of you guys do. Alright guys, thanks for watching and have a good night. Bye.